When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, earlier today, Disneyland announced the return of two major festivals as well as a limited time operation of a popular ride for early next year. The Lunar New Year celebration will return to California Adventure from January 20th to February 15th. It will feature Mulan's Lunar New Year Parade, special culinary offerings, Chinese calligraphy demonstrations, and a lucky wishes wall, which all sounds really cool. And then the Food and Wine Festival will be back from March 3rd to April 25th, and that will have 12 marketplaces with all kinds of special food and cocktails, and the park will also run the Soarin' Over California ride, which is an attraction that shows off the beauty of California during that festival. And I love that ride, so I'm super excited because I'm definitely going to go on that. So yeah, that's what you need to know. Cool. That Super excited. Super Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Yeah, it, it's. Uh, I think that's cool. I mean, listen, there's always... To me, like, Disney is one of those places where, like, it, it, like man, it, it really is. Like, you can... If your kids, once they get to a certain age, and obviously even adults, too. I mean, it's not just kids. But for me, like, I, my kids are at that age where they enjoy it. Now, I don't... We don't take them as much as we probably could or should. Um, but when they're there, they can't get enough of it. That's a really good idea, George. I'm just thinking about this now. Today is the day before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and you know my my kids, all four of them, are with their mother, which is uh, which means that tomorrow I am I am on my own, man. I can do whatever I want to do. Well, no, you can't. Kinda. Not really. Who are you yeah. fooling? I mean, I guess what I'm I guess what I'm really saying is that I don't have to deal with any of my kids, which is kind of sad on one hand, and yet on the other hand, I can't wait for you know the Christmas holidays for them to come home. You know, maybe a trek to Disney with my now older children, because we probably haven't been as a group since they were all little. I like this idea. I'm gonna th- do it, uh, Lindsay. I'm gonna finally take you up on that offer to figure out how to use the Disney portal and eventually get some tickets. <laughs> oh my! You've only God. been here. For, you've only been an employee for like a year and change. Right. Two you years. probably three years. have like at least at least like six to eight tickets, and then you also get like the main entrance pass. Well, so. you get you get a ticket for uh per dependent oh see so there you go you get more than i do because you get like two tickets twice right because you still have julia yeah yeah so you're probably getting two yeah per you get you get twice a year is what you get i got i haven't never used them so i think i'm going to take my adult kids i say adult 22 20 and 18 and then there's the little one 16 i'm doing a day at disney over christmas and is that that's a risky thing to do though isn't it no, it's not. I mean, it's. I, I went on Christmas Day once, which was actually a really, really good time the first year I moved here because there wasn't that many people there. Dude, and that's Christmas the Day is a great idea. Great yeah, idea, Christmas Day. Yeah, there were yeah, not you go that many early people in the there. morning when they open, you know, and you're there when they open and you're good to go. Dude, it'll and be all really my people pretty. there on Christmas Day. It's very pretty. Decorated be, all for Be the all holidays. the Hebrews. It's beautiful. Go. I went Sunday for my goddaughter's birthday. She was loving her life. So you go, Cappy Cap. I want to do it's a small world. Oh I've my done God, it's a small so world cute. recently. It hasn't changed it's much. Oh, it's changed. It's changed, yeah. It's changed a, a lot, little lot. bit, no. but not that much. It's, it's pretty empty because it used to have a lot more, but, you know, it was all like, 
uh, what's the word? It's all like politically incorrect, and a lot of it was like caricatures. So they, re- I, I noticed last time, even since like the the previous time I'd been there. Well, but what I mean is like the the, the the little lands that you oh, float yeah, yeah. through. It's all yeah. the same thing. Like, it hasn't really changed all that much. Is my yes. point. That's all the same, but they removed yeah. a lot of the, the little dolls. Yeah. So, uh, Cap, let me ask you a question. Go ahead. December 10th, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to be in the desert um, because I have a Christmas party out in the desert that I'm going Wait, to. Christmas? How many Christmas parties do you have? You have no idea, dude. I told you that my whole December was completely filled up my calendar. In fact, December 9th, Friends of mine who are just coming back uh, after a three-month trip that these two have been on. They got married over in Italy. They're coming back. We're having a dinner for them on, on the 9th. And then the next day, we're going out to the desert because we got some Christmas festivities out in the, uh, the Palm Springs area. Cappy, do you know what's going on on December 10th? I don't, but I do know that I, I booked something on my calendar before. Whatever it is you're about to tell me, I know I booked something. So tell me. Maybe I can get out of this. Your boy Dead Mouse is going to be at the Coliseum with Cascade. You're kidding me. Yes. Dead Meow. Dead Meow 5. Dead Meow 5, a.k.a. what's his real name? Dead Mouse. Dead Mouse is playing the Coliseum? Yeah, with Cascade. Somebody's going to have to excuse me for asking this question. Yeah. But the Coliseum, you mean the L.A. Coliseum? No, the Philadelphia Coliseum. Yes, you, the L.A. Wait, Coliseum. Wait, wait, you mean the same L.A. Coliseum where USC plays? Correct. Doesn't that stadium hold like 90,000 people? Correct. And Dead Meow though. 5, who no one's ever heard of, is going to play that stadium? Well, plenty of people oh have God. heard of him. And he's playing. Uh, he's also going to perform. Cascade's also performing. It was also just as big as him. Those, wait, yeah, um, so like there's going to be a lot of people there. EDM How many? DJs that's out there, Cap. You mean to tell me that these guys are big enough that they play the Rose Bowl? It's not the Rose Bowl, it's the Coliseum, but oh, yeah. The Coliseum, rather? Yes. You gotta be you gotta be kidding me. Here's Cascade. Do you know Cascade? I mean, I've heard this song. I'm familiar with Cascade and I go way back. You do? Oh yeah, dude. I saw him my bachelor party in Vegas, like twenty eleven. He was uh had a residency at Marquis in Vegas. And um it was great. He was incredible. Am I maybe listen, maybe I don't understand, and, and if I don't, that's fine. 90,000 people, and they, they need a stadium that Let can hold 90,000 people? When you see these EDM festivals like Electric Daisy Carnival or... Um, I don't see any of those festivals. I mean, you see them on on like you see them on your social media sometimes. Like, Not really. You know, no? Okay. Nope. Well, nonetheless, there's like... like He's out of the demo. Um, I mean, I get it. Is it a, no, is but it, I, I mean, I don't know. Is whatever. it a festival or is it one no, night? This is, this is a one night thing. But even at these festivals, like you're talking about like 100,000 people is like, yeah, that's like what you expect. In and yeah, out but, the door. but what I don't expect is Dead Meow 5 and Cascade to play 90,000. They're 90, like two of the biggest dudes around. Yeah, if you told me they were playing an arena, I'd be like, okay, 18,000, 19,000, I'd buy that. Yeah, they do plenty of that. But this one is like both of them together, which you don't get all that often outside of a festival. And at a festival, they're only playing for like 30 minutes. Here, they're playing the entire night. Anybody going on December 10th? I've thought about it. I'm free. The calendar's free. You need me to get so you I'm telling tickets? you, Cappy, if you want to go, I think we should create Dead, Dead Meow 5 t-shirts, but they have to say Dead Meow <laughs> That's 5. That's funny. And then just go. <laughs> I wonder funny. if uh, Dead Meow 5 is going to actually go, the, the, the Twitter guy. Yeah, Dead maybe. Meow 5. Maybe he'll be there. We he probably hate King you. Trip. 
You might hate King me. We could take a show trip. Nah, I'm out on that date. I'm telling oh. you, my, my calendar, my social calendar, I'm... George, you just said I'm you a might very... be able to get out of it. But yeah, but not for that. Let's be real, girl. What do you mean not, not for that. that? Not for Dead Meow Five. Oh, I don't know geez. any of Dead Meow. I don't need to. No, no, no. Just no. heard him right there, Laura. Play Ghost and Stuff again. Okay, hold up. It's called yeah. Ghost and Stuff. Yeah, Ghost and Stuff. That's the name of one of the songs. The song you just heard, the first. I don't one. know when Alex Toussaint puts it on Club Bangers, then it'll be real to me. I mean, Alex Toussaint. If he's never played Ghost and Stuff, he's yeah, not real for me. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I hate yeah. to break it to you. Well, I'm sorry to break it to you guys. Alex Toussaint is cool. Don't doubt it. I don't doubt it, Cappy. I just know that your calendar's booked up, which means you're not free, which means Rachel got you, and I get it. Yeah, December 3rd, I, I got the Mitchell's party. December 9th, I've got the wedding. Yeah. Uh, December 10th, I've got the uh, the party in the desert. Yeah. December what if 17th. Rachel comes too to Dead Meow? Who, who comes? What right, if what if Rachel comes, comes to Dead Meow? I mean, I would love that, but I think that the party in the desert is going to take precedence. Because mm. he doesn't make these plans, remember? She does. So. That's true. Fair, mm-hmm. fair point. Mm-hmm. December yeah. 17th, the following week, you wanted to go to the L.A. Bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. You couldn't do that whole, either. I've got the Cappy Cast uh, right, Christmas party. Right, the Cappy Cast Christmas party. Oh, that's your own thing. See, now I'm happy for you. You finally get to do one thing. But that one, at least I can understand. Yeah, we get yeah. that one. Yeah, the Cappy Cast Christmas party is a 150-foot yacht with nice. like 80 people on it, drinks and food and... Little whale watching cruise, sunsets, Uh-oh. beautiful. Oh, Chris just did, said you have an appearance on December 9th at did you Black Gold. Bu- oh, yourself? no, no, I have that. That, in fact, not only do I have that, but that's the day that Steve Mason and I are are doing our first ever broadcast together. That's a Friday. Yep. Did Friday. you say you had a wedding? Oh, because we're day? off, right? Our show is off, right? So yeah. oh, Friday, so you're actually going to work that day with yeah, me. Yeah. So that that day, this is actually very very cool. Um, we at ESPN LA and Subaru. We're working with an organization called Folds of Honor Foundation, and we're having a long drive-a-thon that day, and all the money that we raise is going to go to scholarships to families of military, and that's awesome. So that's on Friday, December 9th at Black Gold, and if anybody wants to participate, go to blackgoldgolf.com. That's blackgoldgolf.com. And you know what makes Subaru Subaru? Love. What makes Subaru Subaru? Love. Love is what makes Subaru Subaru. Love. That makes sense. Love. You know what I love? Tell me. Anthony Davis scoring 35.5 points, 18.3 rebounds, two and a half blocks, almost two and a half steals on 62% field goal percentage and 92 from the free throw stripe in his last four games. That's what I love. I got to say, George, um, I always kind of gave you a hard time about the whole cheat code thing. Mm -hmm. But the cheat code, as you like to call him, in the last four games has reminded many of us myself included yeah of how good anthony davis was two years ago right and many of us again guilty guilty as charged many of us probably thought we'd never see this again you know what i'd really love to see what i'd love to see the lakers play against milwaukee i'd love to see them see them play against philly i'd like to see them right now play against denver i'd love to see anthony davis put on display the last four games against the best big men in the NBA. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. But DeAndre Ayton is no slouch. You oh, know no. what I mean? Like, no, no slouch. Yeah, he had a good no game slouch. against him. So, I mean, DeAndre Ayton is a nice player. He's a number one overall pick. Yeah. Now, the Spurs games, whatever. They got to win those games. LeBron will be back Friday. I'm, you know, I want to see how that looks. I think LeBron actually choosing a soft landing spot against uh, San Antonio makes a lot of sense too for his first game back. 
Um, and there's no chance he plays a back-to-back because they're playing Friday and Saturday against San Antonio. Why doesn't he wait and play Saturday? Um, I think it makes – well, it gives him two days off until their next game. It's actually probably the better way to do it. I hope he's healthy. Yeah. Um, that way, if there is any back. issue, you know. Um, and then Indiana, yeah, Miles Turner's all right. Like, he's a pretty good big man. Um, I, I mean, Anthony Davis should smoke him too, though. Like, then Giannis, I'll be there. Him against Giannis, Friday, December 2nd, ESPN. I'm there. I'll be there. I want to see it up close. That's the game. There you yeah. go. You want the litmus yeah. test? Yeah. Friday, December 2nd, next Friday. Yep, that's what I want to see. I want to see how Anthony Davis, the 35-point-per-game Anthony Davis, plays against the best big men in the NBA. Right. They've got Giannis. And, by the way, Brooke Lopez, no, no slouch either, one of the better defensive big men in the league right now. He is, but he's not the name guy. No, but he's he's the backbone of their defense, whereas Giannis gets all the pub. Brooke Lopez is really the guy that makes their defense go um, and clogs the paint for them. So that's where Anthony Davis is doing all his work. All right, well, I could keep going on and on about this, but Laura's telling us to break. Yeah, we got to break. And you know what I'm going to tell you next? Tell me. Hot rumor. Aaron Judge and the Dodgers. I'll tell you next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Oh, Cappy, are you okay with this song? I feel like, uh, you know, the Will Smith Well, you notice I'm I'm not singing it. Right. I'm also not jamming. And, and George, let me tell you something. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy right now. I mean, this is a, this is a song that has this pretty snappy little beat, doesn't it? Yeah. It's very hard By for me way, to not dance. Uh, as someone who grew up there, uh, nobody plays this song there, actually. Nobody. Nobody. Sorry, Will. My ongoing I mean, like Will the, Smith uh, boycott continues. Like the TV people maybe do that, but nobody there actually like loves this song like that. <laughs> hey, uh, somebody from the Circle of Trust invited me to go with them as their okay. guest to see Chris Rock and David Chappelle. Oh, okay. And, um, well, actually, George, that's not 100% true. That's not oh, 100% geez. true. It's not 100% true. Okay, then what is 100% true? The person who invited me told me that I'm I'm second position on their list for invitations. Oh, okay. Who's first? Lindsay Baseball. <laughs> oh, I'm already going. Well, I'm just telling you that somebody hit me up last night, and they're like, hey, Scott, how, how do we, you know, I, I would really like to invite Lindsay to the Dave Chappelle Chris Rock concert. I've got an extra ticket, and I'd like to take Lindsay as my date. How do you suggest that I go about doing that? And I told him. And you just um, blew up his spot on the air right now. 
That what was his mean? way, probably. Well, well so, that, so what I told him was, I said, dude, call and take your shot. Like, call the show, tell Lindsay that you want to take her to the concert, explain your qualifications, lay your resume out on the table. Brothers and sisters can all have an opinion. But um, as far as, like, what do you want me to do? I mean, you know, you got her Twitter handle. You've got her Instagram. What do you mean to do? Give you her phone number, dude? We have our stuff private for a reason. Like, the DMs. Just saying. Yeah. Well, listen, all I know is, Lindsay, if you don't take this guy up on this offer to go see Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle, I'm you in the will. second position. Yeah. Well, well, the thing is, Cap, like I said, I'm already going. Like, my friends and I got tickets. Okay. When is the show? Do you know? Um, I think it's like the middle of December. Mm-hmm. And do you know I'll, where it I'll is? I'll look up the exact date. September yeah, I need the date because, you know, because I got a very busy December, you know. Oh, I'm sure that you're not free that day. Mm-hmm. Um, Because I, I do know that we don't. No, I think it might be in Anaheim because we don't have a show that day. I remember looking up and seeing we don't have a show that day and being like, oh, I can drive all the way down there. What, December 2nd or 3rd, somewhere in that neighborhood while let the me, Lakers are on the East Coast? Stand by while I check it out. Okay, yeah. Anaheim. Very close. Central L.A., Anaheim. No. Uh, anyway, no. what do you mean? I'm down interim, in South LA. In, in the interim, as we as you guys figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a Dodger rumor today tying Aaron Judge to the Dodgers from mm-hmm. Ramon Di Carmona. Okay, now you may not know who that is, but he is a Dominican uh, news producer. Um, he has he's a guy. It's very tied into baseball. Now the one thing, and I don't know if you how well you know this stuff, Cappy, but like a lot of these, particularly the Dominican baseball reporters, are super plugged in in a way that even American reporters are not because they've got this inherent advantage, although in this case Aaron Judge is not Latino, but uh, they've got this inherent advantage because they have these relationship with these players and the agents um, in a lot of cases because of uh, the Latino ties, basically, is the way I would describe it. And So you suggest that I follow this guy, Ramon D. Carmona? Yeah, I mean, you could or you you don't have to. But what I'm saying is, uh, historically, like there have been a lot of reports that initially have come out of the Dominican papers that eventually come to fruition when it comes to baseball here in the States. Mm-hmm. So it's why I don't want to summarily dismiss this report, because Ramon is suggesting that Aaron Judge reportedly turned down $214 million from the Dodgers. Now, it, it doesn't get into specifics based on what I'm seeing here that Lindsay has found uh, and gathered for us here. But if I had to guess that if the Dodgers did indeed offer a deal of $214 million to Aaron Judge, it's a short-term deal. Um, my guess is probably like five or six years because that would put the annual salary at about like 35 to 40-something million dollars. It's very funny you say that because I also saw this report from Ramon de Carmona, D. Carmona. Dominicano productor de noticias para cadenas internacionales por 27 años amante de los deportes y enseñar a la gente los peligros de la vida. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what I said? I mean, I sort of understood what you said because I'm also reading his Twitter, but not, <laughs> I mean, not based on what you actually said. No, Laura, do you know what I just said? Eh. Productor de noticias para cadenas internacionales. Productor. Productor de noticias. De noticias. Noticias para cadenas. Para, para cadenas. Uh-huh. Cadenas 
Internacionales? No, internacionales. No, no, not that. Internacionales. Años amante de los deportes y enseñar. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Then it was por 27 años, amante de los deportes y enseñar a la gente los peligros de la vida. That's what I was trying to say. Los peligros de la vida. I don't know. I just. That's what I was trying to say to you guys. So when I saw this report from Ramon, yeah. I looked up his Twitter handle to see who he was. I found out what I just read to everybody. Didn't understand any of it, necessarily. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can figure it out, right? He's a Dominican producer of the news, yeah. uh, international stuff. 27 year career, yes. Right. You know, he's 27 years covering sports. What's enseñar? Teaching. Teaching. Uh, mm-hmm. A la gente. The people. To the people. You Los know that peligros? there's a, a button on Twitter that says translate. <laughs> translate? Yeah, really? Where? Right, Where's that, that button? Oh, oh yeah. translate bio. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. You would probably like Googling it. Dominican <laughs> news producer. <laughs> Dominican news producer for international networks for 27 years. Lover of sports and teaching people the dangers of life. Yes. Cappy, God, I love you, Cappy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> I never saw that before. Yeah. That's we, pretty strong. Look, things, we bro. taught you the translate that must stuff be, on Twitter and, yeah, that, and a GIF. Yeah, that, that must GIF? be that must be mm-hmm. a new edition that Elon Musk just came up with because no. it's new to me. No, no, not at all. No, no. no. Yeah. All right, so here's the deal. So now you have this report that he that that judge turned down two hundred and fourteen million dollars from the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. The detail that is missing, and you obviously picked up on it as well, rather obvious. The detail that's missing is for how long. Right. Because if you told me that Aaron Judge turned down a four-year, $214 million contract and the Dodgers were offering him $52.5 million a year I don't for four years, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, like, I don't think that the Dodgers or anybody's going to pay him $52 million a year. I don't right. think. Right. But I could so, see them doing like five or six where it would be like $42 million or $35 million a year. But if you look at the the biggest contracts in baseball, and I could Google this stuff quickly, but somebody could probably do it faster than me. Yeah, I, I think um, like thirty five million. He got to well, go above thirty five million. It's probably five years for for two fourteen. If the report is accurate, it's probably that. So five years, two fourteen. Somebody do the math for me here. It's forty some odd million, right? It's forty two million, forty two and a half, basically. That's all. I mean. $214 million at $42.5 million yeah. a year. By the way, uh, Mike Trout's average year salary is 35 and change. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be more. Judge, should, judge will get more, or let me rephrase that. Judge will right, attempt but judge to get wants, more. Judge wants more total money because that's what Mike Trout has the largest ever contract at $426 million over 12 years. Uh-huh. And how old was Trout when he signed that? You 27. I mean, okay, and how old is Judge and right judge now? Judge is 30. Okay, if I'm judge, I want a ten-year, like four hundred and fifty million dollar contract. I want a long-term commitment, and I want the big money. I don't want two hundred and fourteen million dollars. So, but the Dodgers will never offer him that. No, um, nor should they really. I mean, I don't think. I mean, here's the thing: when you're thirty years old, let's just assume you've got five really, really good years left, and then you could probably hang around for five years. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we would assume that over the next 10 years from 30 to 40, 
hey, it'll be a bargain in 10 years when he's only making $45 million. Nonsense. Right. No, I'm with you. But I do think that if that true that story is fascinating, it does kind of line up with the way Dod- the Dodgers tend to do business. They don't want to give a ton of long-term contracts. I know they did it um, with Mookie Betts, but Mookie Betts was 27 years old, and the average annual salary is $30 million. And, and how many years? Because they did 365 with Mookie. Say it one more time, the number of years? 12 for 365, but he was 27. And he's now probably At- considered by baseball standards underpaid. Possibly. Any opt outs? Any opt outs on that? I don't see? know. I, I don't. You don't. Know. You don't have intimate knowledge of the contract. You no. Didn't... I mean, I could find it if you of give me a second. Of course you could. Of course you could. That's why I asked because I thought you would have all those details because I think of you in that way. <laughs> I do. If Mookie Betts gets three hundred sixty-five million dollars over twelve years, what is the average salary? Thirty some million. Thirty About million. 30. That's yeah. nothing. Come on, it's peanuts. Yeah. Uh, no opt outs. No opt outs. Nope. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Well, if I were the Dodgers, I would really not want to give Aaron Judge a eight or ten million dollar, uh, eight or eight ten, or ten year, year deal. deal is what yeah. yeah, like these Bryce Harper deals. You know, the all these long terms. Mookie, you talk about twelve years. I don't want to give a guy a twelve year contract. Right. And the Giants are willing to give him that the four hundred million. I mean, they, it's been very obvious. They have said they're not going to get outbid. Uh, Lindsay, you told me they had like Steph Curry at the meeting or whatever the other day. Oh well, they have like Steph Curry among other people in in the Bay Area. Trying yeah, to they had the recruiting thing like that usually happens in the NBA where they have like a bunch of famous people there. Like I remember when Kevin Durant was a free agent and the Celtics were recruiting him. Brady went to the meeting and Big Poppy and a bunch of people. Yeah, who who would have gone from the Forty ers if they have Steph Curry and they're trying to recruit Judge to the Giants? Who from the Forty ers gets that invitation? I don't know. It's a great question. Maybe like George Kittle? Maybe. I mean, Debo? Yeah, Debo. Maybe? Yeah. It's not Garoppolo. No, Garoppolo, I mean, almost, nobody knows if he's going to be there. For God's right. sake. Yeah. Trade him. <laughs> they, they, he saved their whole season. Yeah. Garoppolo. I I'd, if, if I were a, an athlete, I'd want to hang out with Jimmy G, all the, the hot girls he gets. Well, there's that part of the equation. Although I believe Aaron is spoken for. Oh, okay. Is that right? I believe so. Hmm. Um, I, I could be wrong, but I believe so. Uh, but anyway, not married, I don't believe, but spoken for. Hey, real quick, Radio Tinder's coming up next. We'll talk more baseball with our guy Blake Harris, our Dodger insider, MLB insider. Blake Harris, TBLA on Twitter. Kid's phenomenal. Nobody's doing better work when it comes to the Dodgers, so we'll talk to him about this in about 15 minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks, Christopher. By the way, I was trying to uh, sell Morales earlier on the new Muppet Show movie. It's not new because it's from 2011. Oh, I'm in on any Muppet movie. The newer one. is It's very good. It's very good. I also want to see that um, movie uh, uh, O'Shea was talking about earlier uh, a couple days ago. The Menu. That looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do want to see that one. I don't know, man. For someone like myself, who's a blank slate, is that what he called me? Uh, untitled no, untitled document. document. <laughs> untitled document. Yeah. Blank, blank slate, slate is a totally yeah. different thing. 
Tabula rasa. Oh. Like super, super different. Untitled document. I told my friend about that and she busted out laughing. Funny. It is a funny line. She goes, line. a word doc. I love it. He got to be white. I'm like, yeah. She busted Can't wait to that. see the t-shirt cap. Seriously. I, I honestly wish I would have gotten it. Had I gotten it, it would have been hilarious. Unfortunately, well, I didn't. Can still, you can still do it, though. The but t-shirt? Yeah. Untitled document? Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a time limit. No, that's true. There is there is no pressure of time. That is yeah. that is for sure. Well, speaking of time, actually, this has nothing to do with time, but, you know, it was a good idea. for Good attempt day. at a transition. Yeah. Nice work. According to a new study... Cannabis spending for Thanksgiving is on the rise. Using <laughs> cannabis on Thanksgiving has become so popular, in fact, that many call the day before the holiday, which would be today, Green Wednesday, because sales <laughs> a day are consistently among the highest of the year. And mm. in the cannabis community, Thanksgiving is also often called Danksgiving, nice. which totally sounds like something that you would make up, Cap. So typically, Green Wednesday brings a 50% increase in the number of transactions at a dispensary compared to an average day. And cannabis, of course, is popular on Thanksgiving for a variety of reasons, like to ease stress or lighten the mood or maybe like enjoy your food a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, get your grub on. Yeah, so will you guys be consuming cannabis on Thanksgiving? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy. Mm. Hmm, you came to me first. Interesting. I'm going to say 99.9% the answer is yes. Okay. See, I'm going to go the opposite and say 99.9% no, because I don't like to consume anything like that if I'm going to be around a ton of strangers. Like, I just... <laughs> I don't want because if because here's the thing. Yeah. If you're having a great time, oh my God, it's gonna be the greatest time ever. But Wait, if you're you not interested in that conversation, and I'm gonna be around some amount of strangers. Yeah. I or at least people this. that I only see like maybe this once a year. Oy. It's like it could be really bad. Like the mood can just be like, bro. You know, so it's like See, but nah. I'm going in the opposite direction, George, for that exact reason. So so if I like for me, I'm going to be around a bunch of people tomorrow for Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. many of whom I do not know. Right. You know, this is Rachel's family. R -r -r Rachel. Right. And so um, I'm going to I'm going to indulge in some cannabis products just to kind of. Lighten yourself up. Yeah, and have fun. Up. Have fun. No, with see, the day. I, 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 but you're a good schmoozer. Like, come on, are you that weird that you can't schmooze anymore? No, I, I'm gonna schmooze while. Uh, you need to get loosened up. You can't just yeah, have a cocktail and loosen up. Fun. I'm gonna have fun and schmooze. Yeah. I couldn't. No, to me, I, it, it's, I gotta be. I'm like super, like specific when I take stuff like that. It's gotta be like. I've got to be like around people that I like enjoy being around because I'll bad trip and be like, bro, this is miserable. <laughs> Dude, I will. I'll be like this at the end Same. of the day. I'll be like, I'll be like, Rachel, um, your aunt. Oh, my God. She's freaking hysterical. Right. And she'll probably be like, um, I've known her my whole life and she's never said anything funny ever. What are you right. talking about? And I'll be like, yeah. no, man, I would spend time with her. She's awesome. She's hilarious. Yeah. She's like, no, nah, I must spend the gummies. Be like, These are the most amazing, phenomenal mashed potatoes I've ever had. You know that tomorrow I'm going to bring things. People say, well, you know, what, what can I bring? What can I bring? You know what I'm bringing? What are you bringing? Hawaiian rolls. Ooh, Hawaiian rolls are delicious. You know why? Because they're, they're delicious? delicious? Yeah, because when you walk in and they go, oh, you brought Hawaiian rolls. We didn't ask you to bring Hawaiian rolls, but gosh, I am really glad you brought Hawaiian rolls. Yeah. Because, man, I put turkey, stuffing, put mashed potatoes, greens, you name it. I'll put it on a Hawaiian roll, and it's even that much better.
Yeah, it's delicious. You know what I read in the LA Times? They had like this article about things you can bring to be a good guest for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. They said bring your own like Tupperware take-home stuff because that's always the thing. Like they they oh yeah to go because people containers. want you to take food home and then yeah. you don't have a way. Then you got to do it with like tin foil. Yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That's a smart idea. Yeah, yeah. so bring some like Gladware. Put it whatever. in the car yeah. with your. Leave it in the trunk with next to your uh, clean underwear. <laughs> so funny that you say that, George. Oh, because God. I just, I just received <laughs> I just received in the mail mm-hmm. my new shipment of brand new underwear. I literally take the pa- I take it in the package. Yeah. I put it in the back of my car. Yeah. And now it's not a loose pair of underwear. It's right. not a pair of underwear that I've packaged. already worn. It's, a little it's package. packaged and mm. brand new. Yeah. I'm literally putting three pairs of black skid marks in there that's good black no no (laughs) laura black underwear to avoid the skid marks okay so gross so so black underwear in the back of my car and probably a good thing to have as i get done with this thanksgiving tomorrow afternoon in orange county and then i drive to south la to get to my next thanksgiving event it's good to have black underwear in the car. Yeah, you need extra spare underpants. Right. Who knew? I, I, I know you. I, I'm, so I'm saying put the Tupperware next to the underwear. Got three pairs. <laughs> brand By new underpants. Before I move on to the next one, text from my dad, who is obviously listening. He said record lines at the dispensary here in Chicago today. So yeah. Shout out to your dad getting his weed He's right before Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. There you go. Thanksgiving. All right, next one. So Brown University's Olivia Pichardo is making history as the first woman to make an NCAA Division I baseball team. Pichardo went to the team's tryouts, and she took part in a weeks-long strenuous assessment process that included practice sessions with current players. She was named to the team's roster on Monday with the season starting in February. So nearly 20 women have made collegiate baseball rosters, with eight of them scheduled to play in the upcoming season. But, again, she is the first to make the NCAA Division I level. Do you guys think that this will open the door for more major D1 schools to scout women for their baseball teams? Swipe left or swipe right? Cappy, you go first. Swipe left? I don't think so. I don't think it'll, I don't think all of a sudden, you know, like college baseball coaches at USC and UCLA are going to be like, yo, did you hear about that girl down in Orange County? She's unbelievable. We got to get her. But believe it or not, um, there are plenty of girls that play high school baseball and are really good and could go on and play college baseball, but they kind of get pushed into, no, you're a girl, go play softball. softball. But honestly, like we had this girl, George, I don't know if you remember, well, you weren't there that day. Um, Last year when we had the softball game, um, there was a girl that won an ESPY, and she was like the most decorated high school baseball player on her team in Orange County. Mm-hmm. And had all these strikeouts and these wins, and she came up with the you know the big RBI and the CIF game. I wish I could remember this young lady's name, but she was going to college, as I recall, to play softball rather than baseball. Wow, wow, good for her, man. That's cool. <laughs> she would have stayed playing baseball. I mean, if you knew her name, it'd be a little better. It'd be a lot better story if I could tell yeah. you her name, where she went to school, yeah, and if I really knew for sure that she was going to play softball rather than baseball. I just right. remember her baseball career in high school was insane, yeah. and she was going. I want to say she was like going to Cal Poly Slow. Uh, the coaches are listening right now. They'll they'll hit us up. They'll tell us. Uh, what's next, Lynn's last one, quickly. All right. So I saw the story in the LA Times this week, and the headline says, "Quote: After being dumped, can four thousand dollars in breakup boot camp help you heal?" 
So the story is about this co-ed breakup retreat, which is in Northern California, and it's called Renewed Breakup Camp. It's a twice-yearly retreat for people who've gone through heartbreaks or struggled to find romantic partners. Attendees engage in workshops with therapists, coaches, movement and yoga instructors, and a dominatrix. The retreat, which typically costs from like $3,500 to $4,000, includes three nights of lodging in a cabin, three meals per day cooked by a private chef, and a busy schedule of programming and activities. Would you ever even consider paying $4,000 to attend a breakup retreat? Swipe left or swipe right. Cappy, I feel like you and Laura are probably better to answer this than Sedano because they're not, you know, they're married. And well, I'm also, it just, no, let, let me just tell you this. I actually, I don't know if they're better than this because I would just say it, on the surface, it already sounds utterly ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, you're going to pay $4,000 to go to a breakup retreat. How about this? Pay me half that and I'll break up someone with someone for you. <laughs> well, or that, or I'll, I'll tell you how to get over it. Right. I mean, my goodness, really? Like, you got to go to a $4,000 breakup camp because you, you need to work on your yoga and you need to, to talk to the dominatrix and you need, come on, I, I loved her. I loved, she broke my heart. So you need to spend $4,000? I'm telling you yeah, right now, come just, see that me, That just seems pal. excessive. Like, it just seems excessive. I Laura? have a cheaper um, alternative. It's called a bottle of tequila, bro. Tequila mandala, you good with a group of good friends? It's pretty, pretty on point. I mean, it was like that time that you wanted to learn how to ride a bike. It was like $100. I'm like, yo, I'll teach you how to ride a bike for 20 bucks. Well, some people really struggle with breakups, you know? Maybe they're just like, oh, this is a last resort. I don't know what I'm going to do. Get over it. How about that? I mean, she's right, Cappy. Like, there's, it depends on the breakup. It depends how long you were with someone. I, I can see that. But for it, that's a lot. That's guys, a lot of money. Guys, I was, I was married for 17 years. I was in the relationship for 18, 19 years. I have four kids. Uh, when it ended, I was like, all right, I got I to gotta get over it. I got to deal with reality. Well, Cappy, not everybody is, you know, as, as Tough, strong, strongly as mentally strong. As right. Yes, exactly. That's right. I understand. That's why, I'm, right. that's why I'm willing to offer my services for less. That is Radio Tinder each and every day at 530 adjacent, as we like to say. Coming up next, Blake Harris, our Dodger and baseball insider. He joins us in two minutes. Make it last forever. Is that what you sing to Rachel? More like, let's make it last for about 15 minutes and go to sleep. <laughs> oh, hell nah. Hell nah. You would be dumped in a hot second, bro. <laughs> now I know what. No, no, Rachel, we got to talk, girlfriend. Mm. At least he's honest, though. That's sad. Anyway, uh, Blake Harris, our Dodger insider, baseball insider, going to join us here in a second. Blake Harris, TBLA on Twitter. Uh, check out his podcast, Inside the Ravine. And, of course, subscribe to his Substack where all this great information is as well. Go to Blake Harris in uh, .substack.com. So Radio Tinder, by the way, forgot to do this, of course, is presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium saving tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. So, Blake, we, um, we were just talking about this report out of the Dominican that the Dodgers allegedly offered um, Aaron Judge $214 million. Now, the years weren't... Uh, put out there, but I'm assuming it's like a five-year deal uh, based on that number, and it also kind of lines up with what how the Dodgers generally tend to do business. I normally, you know, in other sports, I'm like, eh, you know, I'm not buying these kind of reports, but in baseball, as you know, a ton of these things get reported by these um, 
Latino reporters who have contacts within the industry. And then all of a sudden it comes to fruition here later in the States. So I, I don't want to just summarily dismiss this because, I, you know, it's happened way too many times in baseball that one of these reports from an international outlet comes out and it ends up being true down the road. So just what do you make on the surface of a potential short-term offer to someone like Judge? Yeah, so I saw the report, and the reporter it came from, he's broken, you know, a lot of major signings, trades over the last couple of years, but there's also been a couple where I guess the information was right, and he was kind of, you know, not spot on. So he does have a track record of being right. And I also was, you know, interested when I saw the reported number, but the years weren't mentioned. My immediate guess, again, if this rumor was true, it probably would be five years because I had to whip out the calculator because uh, my math skills from Arizona State couldn't just do that in my head. But a five-year deal pretty much puts it around $42, $43 million per year, which seems kind of something the Dodgers would prefer to do when it comes to Aaron Judge. I don't think there's any way they offer him one of those mega seven, eight, nine-year deals that probably the Giants are going to want to offer. I think they want to offer a shorter-term deal, more money per year, kind of like what they do with Bryce Harper a few years ago. I think it was something like four for 160 or something along those lines. So if the report's true and it was $215 million, whatever it was, I wouldn't be shocked if it's, you know, five years and they're trying to give him $40 million a, you know, a year, maybe with some opt-outs. But, yeah, I, I think the, the Giants, like we talked about in previous weeks, sounds like they're willing to go all in, and uh, I think they're going to give him uh, the payday that he's wanting. Yeah, I mean, why would you do that? I mean, why? listen, I, I understand the sell. Hey, look, you're going to make 40-some-odd million dollars a year, and in five years you're going to have another shot at another mega contract, and by then the economics of baseball will say that $42 million will become $65 million. So why lock yourself in? But if I'm a young guy at 30 years old and I could get a 10-year deal that's worth $450 million, I'm, I'm taking that guaranteed money all day, every day. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, that the reported, you know, eight-year, $360 million contract, whatever is coming from, you know, the Pittsburgh Pirates or no offense to Lindsay, but, you know, the Cleveland Guardians, it's coming from the Giants. He's from the Bay Area. You know, he grew up in San Francisco. So not only are you getting a ton of money, you're getting to go home. It'd be one thing if, you know, it was not a favorable destination and maybe you were considering the Dodgers. You take less money, but you're in L.A. You're, you know, the highest paid player on a year-to-year basis. So overall, again, I would assume he takes more money. Personally, I would be very down to get 350 to $400 million. But then again, I mean, $215 million? I don't know about you guys. I would be, uh, I'd be more than happy getting that kind of money, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, Blake Harris, our Dodger and baseball insider with us here. What are you most looking forward to? Like, give me, like, just a handful of names that right off the top of your head, you're like, boom, boom, boom. These are the guys I'm most interested to see where they land because you believe they actually may switch teams. I, I think it all comes down to just pretty much the shortstop market because I think once the first guy signs, we're just going to see a domino effect. And I think everyone's waiting to see what the first guy signs for. Obviously, you know, we talked about Trey Turner last week. I still think he ends up somewhere else. George, I think you agree. Do you think he ends up, you know, somewhere on the East Coast? Carlos Correa, obviously a name that we've talked about numerous times. I'm interested to see where he ends up. And Dampy Swanson, another guy that it sounds like more and more he's not going to return to the Braves. So if he's not returning there, where does he end up? So there, there's a number of just talented shortstops also via trade that might be, you know, become available. So I think once the first guy goes, I think it's going to be interesting, interesting to see where all those ones go. But 
Also, some starting pitchers like a Carlos Rodon, where he might not be the absolute sexy, flashy name that you know you'd be expecting, but he's a really, really talented pitcher. I think wherever he ends up, some teams are getting a really good starter. And obviously, Jacob Degrom, Justin Verlander, two uh, pretty big names as well. That those could be dominoes uh, depending on where they end up. Hey Blake, um, what do you think is going to happen with Bellinger now? I mean, he's kind of out there floating around, right? There hasn't been any activity yeah, on I mean, him, has there? No, nothing yet. So Scott Boris came out and said that teams have already offered a two-year contract for Cody Bellinger, but for some reason, they want to stick to a one-year deal with, I guess, the hopes of him turning things around next year, and he's able to get a bigger contract entering the 2024 season. There have been a number of teams I've seen that have been interested in Cody Bellinger, the Rockies, Blue Jays, the Giants, I think, were mentioned the other day. So I think the market is very hot for Cody Bellinger. I mean, regardless of how poor he's been the last couple of years, if there's a former MVP that is on the open market, you do your research, you potentially make an offer. And I think he's probably going to get close to the $18 million the Dodgers didn't want to give him. I definitely think the Dodgers are still in on Cody Bellinger if he's willing to take, you know, a, a little less money than some other teams might offer. But we know Scott Boris is the most difficult agent to deal with. And I think he's going to get Cody Bellinger a lot of money. And I don't think it's going to be coming from the Dodgers, but I think he's going to sign a pretty decent contract somewhere else. Interesting. Um, what did you make of Tyler Anderson's decision? You know, you can't really fault the guy because I think up until this point in his career, he hadn't even earned a, you know, $19 million that he was being offered by the Dodgers. So this was his one chance to really secure the bag, lock it in. And for the Angels, I mean, he doesn't really have to move depending on you know, where in L.A. he lives. So he doesn't have to move the family. He gets $40 million. And you can't fault the guy because I get, you know, making $20 million next season would be great. You can enter free agency next season. But up until last year, he hadn't been that great of a starting pitcher. Maybe last year was a fluke, and he kind of reverts back to being a middle, you know, below average starting pitcher. So if you're able to get $40 million again, I, I can't fault anyone for getting the bag whenever they can get it. And, Going to the Angels, I, I get that they've been kind of a laughingstock the last couple of years, but on paper, they look like they're a potential playoff team and they're going to be a competitive one. So you're staying home in L.A., you're getting $40 million, you're going to a competitive team. So I completely understand why he uh, opted to go that route. Hey, George, you got more, uh, you got more meat on the Dodger bone? Because you know, given our guy Blake here also has this very popular I have, YouTube I, I, channel. I, actually, I do have one more question about right. baseball. Um, since he mentioned the Angels... What would you do if you were the ownership group that comes in, whoever it is, Balmer, whatever, whoever it is it's going to be? Like, would you trade Otani and try to rebuild? Because they have a terrible farm system. They got just, they don't have a ton of talent on that roster. I mean, you can get a lot, my guess is, for him and start the rebuilding process. What do you do there if, if you were the guy, if you all of a sudden had billions of dollars and could buy that team, what would you tell your front office to do? Yeah, I mean, if you're coming in, you know, you just bought the team. The last thing you want to do is trade away, you know, the star player and have the entire fan base hate you. If I'm the Angels, the problem they've had the last decade is they go out and they make these 200-plus million-dollar signings that just backfire. What they've been doing this offseason, again, by signing Tyler Anderson, not throwing Jacobs around $40 million for one season, instead giving that to Tyler Anderson for three years and some of the moves they've been making to add some bats to their lineup, moves like that that I think really are going to get them over the top because, again, on paper, they're – they're a really solid team. It's just the talent doesn't really mesh all that much, and they owe so much money to certain guys. So actually, the way they're running things right now is what I would do. 
but if, if I was the owner and I came in, first thing I'd be doing is uh, I'd be having dollar beer nights, dollar hot dog nights. I'd be having uh, free parking nights. I'd be winning the fan base over first and then uh, figuring things out on the field second. Cappy, we only have 90 seconds if you yep. want to ask him college football. Yeah, go. that's why I wanted to do it. I wanted to know if we wanted to talk more baseball. Hey, Blake, um, USC, Notre Dame. USC got a win. What do you think? I think Notre Dame, or I think USC crushes them. I think uh, USC handles business this weekend. I think Notre Dame's a little overrated. I think they came in at number 15 in the playoff rankings. So I think USC takes care of business, and they likely face Oregon next week in the Pac-12 title game. And if they went out, win those final two games, I, uh, barring chaos, I think USC's playoff bound. Yeah, well, that was the whole key, is Oregon has to beat Oregon State. If USC wins over Notre Dame, but they play Washington, let's say, in the Pac-12 championship, that leaves the door open for them to get shut out. A lot of door references there. So yeah, we need Oregon to win this weekend, and we need USC to win this weekend. Yep, and I think it's going to happen. and I think it's going to set up a great Pac-12 title game. All right, there you go. Uh, it would be fascinating to see in Las Vegas in a couple weeks. Uh, Blake, always a pleasure, brother. Thank you for the time, as always. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Balake. Hey, hey, quick thing, guys. Just want to say I'm thankful for George, thankful for Scott. Thank you for having me on the show every week. I mean, you guys are the absolute best. I do appreciate it. Also thankful for Laura and Lindsay, the two best producers out there. They do a great job, so I want to make sure I give them their shout-out because they deserve it. But thank you guys so much again for yeah. having me on every week. I, I really do appreciate it. You give got them it, their pal. flowers, dog. Yeah, you're so stupid. <laughs> Bye, Blake. Seriously. Thank you. Let's people up uh, with flowers. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, the 6 o'clock reset, Cappy, after what you need to know. And there's a lot to reset. We'll get to that next.